You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Good morning, Montgomery County. Well, we got some music of all kinds, and I hope y'all were tuning in and you heard that intro from Leo. That was Leo from Cornrow Coffee. I'm sounding too Cockney. I don't think she's going to like being too Cockney. But if you've never been to Conroe Coffee, it is the Mac Daddy, Jim Bob, Jim Daddy. Cool place to go. Right next door to Lone Star Community Radio. Three doors down from the Crichton Theater. But anyway, I digress. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Thursday morning. Good morning, Montgomery County. Um, I'm going to make sure I get it right today because Jake, the engineer, the host of his own sports talk radio show, reminded me that I forgot the thriving metropolis of Cut and Shoot, Texas yesterday. So good morning, uh, New Caney, Splendora, Cleveland, Montgomery, Magnolia, New Waverly, Willis, hmm, the Woodlands, Tamina, Spring, and especially off Conroe and the Conroe metropolitan area. It's a good day. It's a beautiful day. Man, I tell you what, I had a rough morning. I haven't been sleeping good lately. A lot of you know that suffered a, uh, a loss of uh, a near and dear and wonderful, wonderful man, father-in-law. So naturally, uh, the wife and the rest of the family was kind of torn up. So I don't know. I just I haven't been sleeping good. So I finally got into a deep, deep sleep early in the morning. And then I had to get up early to go help my mom and dad to the dentist. And so I was running late. And so I felt bad. So you know how it is when you start running late, you just you feel like you can't catch up. And you feel like something's just off. So I'm a little off my game today. But... Happy birthday to Vitra Arizadi, my stepmom, who in some ways is better than a mom because she actually agreed to be my mom. I know, Eric Estes, if you're listening, can you believe that? You better send her a dozen roses because she deserves it, right, dude? You know me. She's 81 today, 81 years old. My dad will be 83 in September. So, it's also a wake-up call to remind you that parents are getting older. Happy birthday, Vitra. I love you very much. You, uh, you've always stood up for me even when I didn't deserve it. You've always supported me even when I sh- you shouldn't have. So, we had a great guest yesterday. We had fun. We had Chad Patterson on yesterday. That YouTube video will be coming out later today. It'll be on Channel 12 Sudden Link tomorrow. Um... Uh, and already had somebody that reached out that was thinking about maybe getting a hold of him to talk to him about him coming to help his company. He's a good dude. He's a good man. He's a leader. He likes to inspire, nurture, and teach others to be leaders or to unlock more potential out of already successful leaders. So you've got nothing to lose by talking to him. So Chad Patterson, good dude. Tomorrow... We have somebody who will be officially uh, on here on radio and TV. It's already come out in print, uh, announcing their run for a Montgomery County position, elected official. We're going to find out what he or she believes in, why they're running, what position they're running for, um, and why we should support them. So you need to tune in. Um, because the position they're running for is something that a lot of people don't always pay attention to. They pay attention to the headline-grabbing stuff. And maybe he deserves our support, maybe he doesn't. That's for him to tell us and for you to decide. And my job isn't to tell you who to support. My job is to tell you, freaking pick a side, get 
interested, get invested, ask questions, check out who their supporters are. And I don't mean, for example, if I say, hey, I support John Smith for county um, dog catcher, you know, and you don't like me. So now you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to support John Smith because Nathan, you know, is his dude. No, 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 no. I'm talking about get to know who is deep in their circle. Get to know what character is surrounding them. Because if I've got character and I've got integrity, I should be surrounding myself with equal or better people. And just ask questions and then decide. But get involved. That's the most important thing. Um, Voter apathy is terrible. And then next week, we've got a full lineup, too. I don't have my book in front of me. I, well, you know what? I've got the book over there. I'll try to remember to lie. We've got like two or three weeks lined out. It's awesome. Thank you, folks, so much for wanting to get involved. Um, I actually had to turn somebody down that we didn't have, have room for them on the two weeks they needed. So there's other talk shows. If you want to be a guest here, man, I'll be the first to tell you I'm the best. <laughs> I'm so pretty, but there's other talk shows. There's other radio show, music shows and stuff here. Get involved in your community. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Come get on the show. New sports talk radio. My guest was just talking. We'll bring that up that he used to love listening to sports talk radio. I'm, I might have to have him on. I, I hear he played rugby. I know. Up at Sam Houston. Eat him <laughs> up, cats. <laughs> So we'll get into that in a minute. But, folks, listen again. Thanks for tuning in. I'm kind of in that melancholy mode today, kind of laid back and easy. But get involved in your community. Reach out and touch someone. But make sure it's legal, you know, because touch them in the wrong way. Brett Lincoln's going to get you. You know, Tyler Dunman will definitely get you. But uh, anyway, folks, and another shout-out to my wife and her family. Uh, still struggling with the loss of a wonderful, wonderful man. But um, – Just remember, learn from all of this. Stay near and dear to those near and dear to you. And uh, just be nice. So, hey, let's take our quick break. Not 30 minutes break, Eric Estes. Our quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to my guest, who is a friend, who is a teacher, who is a pastor, who is a community advocate. He advocates for all things positive in the community and so much more. We're going to talk to Dale Inman. So you listen to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizati on Lone Star Community Radio, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide at ourlonestar.com. And we'll be right back. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on Worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Drive time, Ezra Charles, Texas Boogie Woogie. My guest, Mr. Dale Inman, is jamming. If you had the TV on him right now, you would see things that... He's got some moves. I tell you what, Woo. he's got some moves for a big dude. Just saying, you know? <laughs> yeah, now he's doing the robot. Look, what was what was that? No, that That's a wave. Robot. A wave kind he, of thing? He was, he was passing it over to the uh, editing booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, folks, we're fixing to get off the chain. We're fixing to go wild live. I'm telling you what. 
People are listening from the world, all over the place, overseas, and probably in Jordan and Israel because he's got friends and connections in Jordan and Israel. Um, you know, nowadays, should we say that you have connections in Jordan and Israel and in the same breath talk about your 50 caliber? Probably shouldn't say that together, should we? Probably not. Okay. Folks, I'm introducing you to Dale Inman. How you doing, dude? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I am doing great. Good, good to be here. Good to see you, man. We haven't had a chance to really hang out with you in a long time, and we used to really get to play a lot. So how you been? I've been fantastic. You're I'm, busy. <laughs> I was just talking to one of the commissioners the other day. They said, how are you doing? I said, man, I'm doing so good I'd be triplets almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's scary. Even the engineer's going, oh, God, please no. <laughs> so, Dale. Um, we've got varied listeners. YouTube's gonna is, is is gonna come out in the next day or two or so, and it's really picking up. We're picking up more and more people. I'm I'm getting more comments and stuff, and it'll be on Channel 12 Suddenly next week. So tell the world who is Dale Inman. Well, I try to be someone that seeks peace. You know, the world's a dark place. There's a lot of people with a lot of pain. And I come to the table just saying, how can I help out? How can I relieve some pain? There's been a lot of people in my life that have carried me at some dark times and some low times. And I think uh, more importantly than about anything else we can do is how, how can we best serve our fellow human beings? Yeah, yeah. We definitely need more of that. And, I, I, you know, I made a post the other day, and it wasn't directed at anybody or any demographic or any specific job title but just in general, and, and, I, and I picked it up from watching Chris Kyle's movie, American Sniper. There's wolves, there's sheep, and there's sheepdogs. Mm -hmm. And I think the world needs more sheepdogs. And I think there are more sheepdogs out there. Either A, they don't know it, or they don't know how to answer that call. And it could be so simple as just... Starting off with what you said, just seeking to be somebody's light, seeking to to just be there and stand up for somebody in a small way. It doesn't always have to be, you know, David and Goliath type drama. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Absolutely. I think it's a lot of the little things that add up to the big things. And uh, just people, a lot of different people I speak to say they're looking for a niche, they're looking to plug in. And I would just encourage them to do it. Don't just keep looking. When you see someone in need, ask them, how can I help you? What can I do? Yeah. I try to, a lot of times, ask people, can I pray for you? Sure, absolutely. And the next question I say is, and may I do something in additional to prayer? Can I, can I not just pray for you to get a meal today? Can I deliver you a meal today? Yeah. And, and I think it's more that not just being good feelings are wonderful. That's a good start. But you've got to take those feelings and put them into action. And so uh, I think there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of good things. This wasn't on my list of stuff to talk about, but a lady, Mary Elliott, I think the world of her, her son uh, overdosed on heroin. I did his funeral about two or three months ago. Yeah. He was a very good kid. I've done two funerals for kids recently. But uh, in any event, she's got Mothers Against Heroin. She started a website. It's called National. She's been on KPR. Uh, she's been on another radio uh, TV show uh, telling about that stuff and just showing that even in the midst of this, within two or three months of her 21-year-old son overdosing on heroin, she has been a voice to other mothers saying, how can I help you? And I look at someone like that and say, "That's we need more Mary Elliott's in the world. So let's back up and tell us about Dell Inman, your mm -hmm. history. Where are you from? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. The stuff, the dirt. Yeah, well, <laughs> luckily there's no dirt. <laughs> I keep it all covered up. But uh, I originally was born in just south of Chicago. And then uh, we moved to Houston in the 70s. My dad was a home builder. So we came down here to Houston. I went to Alden High School. Graduated from there. I always look back at those years, and uh, my dad, mom, my dad lost his job, and I was one of the things I think that has shaped me is at 13, and my mom and dad, who are still alive, will tell you I paid $100 a month rent to pay for our family rent, and I was a freshman in high school, worked 38 hours a week. I remember getting home at midnight, getting up at 5:30, 6 in the morning to start school the next day, and I've looked at those years, saying I didn't know how poor we were back then. But I remember having a hamburger helper with peas, no hamburger. <laughs> you know, my mom, <laughs> special Sunday, we got peas in the hamburger helper today. Mom, is there hamburger? Nope. There's, you know, and uh, my dad always grew up very much. Our family will get through. We won't take government right. and stuff like that. But anyway, so that's kind of shaped me, I think, a lot, the work ethic. And I've seen uh, how that looks. And I just see a lot of people, even as you may be getting to in a few minutes, uh, different 
charitable organizations here in Montgomery County that I work with, even down in Houston. At Christmas, I still go every year back to Aldean and uh, ask the counselors what kids need jackets, who needs a gift, who needs stuff. I just look at those kids and say, that was me 40 years ago. You know, we didn't get much for Christmas a lot. But uh, we always had a family full of love. We always had a lot of uh, stuff in the house. Again, I said I never even knew, looking back, how things were. So that's kind of, the, I guess, where I come from. And then just as I've got older, there's been the biggest blessing I've ever received in my life with Jesus Christ. There is no question that is, he came into our family from my grandfather, who was an alcoholic in 1933. There was a German immigrant called Max Bistro that was over here preaching about Jesus Christ on the Kankakee River. And my grandfather would play in the uh, accordion. I still have his accordion <laughs> in uh, the bars and stuff for free drinks for the night. He met Jesus Christ in 1933. And I look at an alcoholic. I know our whole family. We've got cousins and nephews and nieces and people with addictions. And I look at when Jesus Christ showed up, look at the difference. Look at in just two or three generations where I am versus where my grandfather was. So a lot of times I come with people saying their biggest need is Jesus Christ. Once they have that, then they just need a little teaching, a little direction, maybe getting them towards a, you know, a, a goal. I was in prison this last week. I teach for a, a college. Uh, I was up at the Ellis Union. See, I love that. You should have paused a little longer. I was in prison this last week. Teaching. <laughs> teaching. That's good radio. That's comic gold. Yeah. We'll have you back on and we'll do that again. Yeah. So but, uh, anyway. anyway, I told the guys it was a business class and uh, we were talking about hiring and supervising and management. I teach business classes for this. I work for two different colleges in the prison. This particular one's a business uh, class. And we we're talking about worth and what a person's you know value as far as hourly or salary. That was the topic. And a couple of the guys said, you know, we're not worth anything. And right there in the middle of that class, I stopped and said, you are absolutely worth whoever's told you that you got to get that thought out of your mind. Well, we're felons. What, what are we worth? And I said, you have a measurable worth to God. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you. And then the next 15, 20 minutes, we went into that and talked a little bit about that. And uh, I just saw those guys that are sometimes beat down, depressed, look at the floor when they walk by you a lot. You can see they've, I don't know what their crimes are. I don't know what their sins are. I know what their solution to those are, is Jesus Christ. And so I just tried to pick them up and help them. And they walked out of there. Every man gave me a handshake. Not that it was for me, it was for Christ, but... Uh, and just with a smile on their face, a couple of them had tears in their eyes saying, he said, they said a couple, two or three of the guys said, I don't think I've ever had anyone in my life say I have value. Not even my dad told me I had value. And, and to see that there's people out there like that going up and growing up in this world and in our communities and around us, that no one's ever picked them up and helped them. And uh, it's a foreign concept to a lot of guys. And I think a lot, not, I triage a lot of people. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I look at those that are going to do great on the, without any help those you can't help. And I really try to dial in and look at those people. Where can we get in with resources, with activities, with time, with energies of the community? Where can we help this set of guys or women or families, uh, you know, that need need a little help and help up? I know at our church, Calvary Road Baptist Church in Willis, years ago, we had a Hope for, Ch Hope for Kids program, and we'd get the kids in. We'd have a feeding every Wednesday. We have a clothes closet. They could come in, try clothes on. We had some dressing rooms. We made it, the room look like a, like a shopping store. You know, they could go in and change and have helpers that come and try stuff with them. And really a great deal. And our goal then was though they get into the family, we would do what we call a survey and find out how many people were in the family, moms, dads, sizes. And we would start adopting that family. So we'd, we'd get, the, I guess, a hook into, hey, we're go, doing free dinners on Wednesdays, free pizza, free spaghetti, free soup, whatever it is. But then we'd meet the family and try to, and I was always big on restoring the family, not just a temporary fix at the moment, which is good. We need to do that. But long-term, how do these kids go on and become productive? And how do these families reunite and get back to uh, productivity in our community? So we are bouncing all over and that's cool. You and I always do that when we get together, but um, tell me about the family. Mine? Yeah. Uh, as soon as I'm done here, I'm wishing them goodbye to Disney World. They're headed off to Disney really? World today. Driving yeah. or flying? Uh, they're driving. They make we we've always the last couple of years we make local U.S. trips, uh, drive trips, and we we vacation on the way. You know what? I need to get to uh, Florida pretty bad. Maybe I should just tag along. With one one, one thirty today. Man, can't they wait till next Wednesday? No, anyway. Okay, so tell me about the two daughters. They're doing great. Uh, tell my, the listeners who are they? My oldest daughter is Kat uh, Inman. She works down at Northwest Financial at Twenty One Waterway in the Woodlands. Uh, doing some financial stuff. She also works around the corner here at one of the restaurants uh, in the evening. Uh, she and I on Thursdays and so, different days of the week, uh, we've got some land up in Huntsville. We're building a house up there. I just told someone a little bit ago, 
She's 24 years old, has her house paid off. We put the refrigerator in, I think, Saturday. Flooring's done, stove's coming in, and she's just about to move in. It's a tiny home, about 800 square feet, two-bedroom, full bath, living area, kitchen. But uh, she'll be set, you know, 24 years old. I'm real proud of both of my daughters. I'll tell you, I met my wife on a Sunday. I asked her to marry me on Monday, about 30 years ago. (laughs) We were over at West Conroe Baptist Church. I had a friend of mine say, hey, who's that girl? He told me, and uh, he said they carpool. I was at Sam at the time, and they said how they carpooled to Sam. So I said, well, I'm going to ask him to go to lunch tomorrow because if he's there and they carpool, she'll be there. <laughs> so there's a little Wendy's restaurant. It's not. It's a T-shirt shop now, but up in Huntsville, and that's the first time I ever actually talked to her. <laughs> and I said, uh, you know, one day you're going to be my wife. You're going to have my children. Uh, after my, uh, I put some ice then on my jaw. <laughs> she said, I will never marry somebody like you. <laughs> Well, that was, I guess, uh, 1990 we got married, so uh, that was in about 89, 88, somewhere in there that I told her that. I was working my uh, first master's degree at the time, and I said I really wanted to finish school before we got married. So we waited about a two-year window there. But we bought a house with about five or six bedrooms, and I told her I wanted 10 kids. I said, I want eight to 10 kids. I want a big family. And uh, again, then I put more ice on, (laughs) you know. And, uh, I can see her doing and some it stitches. Too. I got a little oh, scar right man, here. Oh yeah. man, I can see you're doing that. But uh, <laughs> but I, I tell people how blessed we are. I I wanted a big family, and I am so honored that God has allowed over 100 kids to move into my home in the last 20 years. We have we wrote down a list of names uh, a year or two ago. Over 100 people have been in and out of my house. Families, kids, people in problems saying we don't want our kids in a government program. Can you just keep them for six months? And we'd have them sign some letters and. One of our judges here that does family law, he had uh, worked out some paperwork with us and said, I'll be happy to do all that stuff. And we were looking at adopting some uh, kids at one time, and he said the same thing. All the, you do the filing, all the work's for free. I don't charge for that kind of stuff. So really admire Judge Tracy Gilbert. He, he's the one that did a lot of work with us back then but, uh, and was always willing to help out. So, we, so uh, you know, we, I always tell you, we wanted a bunch of kids. We've, I get, I think, about 20 Father's Day cards a year. Kelly gets about 50 Mother's Day cards a year. <laughs> Not sure how that works out, but. I guess she, they like them more than I, they like me. But uh, it's really been a blessing. So that's, Cat uh, has been, we were saying the other day, Cat, you talked about Cat. I think by the time she was 21, she'd been in 24 nations. I, I'm really, the reason I'm so proud of her is I saw one time she was at Willis High School playing soccer. She broke her foot. We were over in uh, Syria. I was on a mission in Syria doing uh, disaster relief during the war. And uh, we were with, working with some Iraqi refugees. And I've got a picture of her with a cast on her leg with a bag of groceries, knocking on a door, and you can see the house has bullet holes all over the door. And she was knocking on that door with, with all by herself, saying, I'm from uh, America. I'm here with a message from Jesus Christ. I'm here to give you a blessing of food to your family today. So I'm really proud of, uh, of her and her, her attitude. Uh, my younger daughter, Rachel? Rachel, 14. She's 14 years old. She goes to Willis High School. She's 14, but she's, like, tall. She, and she just doesn't look 14. She, everyone keeps saying she's going to be taller than me real quick. And I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going I'm to have to get some lift those shoes that lift you or something. Or <laughs> nah, just deal with something. it, man. I know. <laughs> keep, keep a stool around in the kitchen. That's what I do with tall people. That's what I'm going to have to do, I guess, with her. But she, she's about two inches shorter than me. Let's me know it all the time. <laughs> but uh, super, same thing, super good. They just got back from uh, camp up at Mount Lebanon in uh, Fort Worth area. And uh, she's an active leader. She does a lot of stuff. She plays soccer up there at Willis High School. And just a uh, good kid. I mean, she's a... Uh, a lot of times we're looking to help people, how to do stuff. You, you know, same kind of thing is how do they serve? How, do, how can she serve? Where does she fit in? So uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to Disney World. We told her last night, we said, it's not for mom or cat. We're going to, you're going to Disney World for you. <laughs> but uh, she's in P, pre-AP classes at Willis High School, does a real good job. Uh, she's almost too smart in that she feels that sometimes it's a little boring. She doesn't do the homework. That might be just a kid thing. I know it was when I was back then. My, <clears throat> I had that problem. I would make great grades on tests. I would do great there in the classroom. And when I did my homework, the morning of turning it in, you know, at the last minute, I would do good. But I just, I didn't apply myself to the homework part of it. Uh, And I was bored. But my problem is I wasn't that genius that was bored. I just was bored. I was just a goober. My brother, on the other hand, was one of those freaking just, he didn't even know how smart he was. It was a piece of cake to him. I just, I never was that close to it, man. 
I, I was kind of the same way. I remember uh, I have a few teachers I've stayed in touch with and back when I was in high school. And the same thing. I used to turn in, if there was 10 problems, I'd turn in seven. And say, I'm happy with a C. And they said, what if you missed one? I didn't. Trust me. I'm a, you know. And they used to get mad at me. I had one teacher, Dr. Sanson, at Lone Star. I was taking a English comp ret, Shakespeare and Studians. And he, he pulled me out of the room one day. And he said, you're more capable than what you do. You're lazy. That's why I'm working. I'm work all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm not lazy. I'm just trying to catch a break here. And if I get a C, I'm content. But I tell you, I look back looking, boy, I really wish I would have worked harder, you know in my studies we're going to take our half hour break we'll have weather traffic a couple of minutes folks don't go away but when we come back dale i want to dive in and focus in on you've got some bullet points of things that of you want to talk about let's hit that time flies so much here that we don't even understand it every guest i have we could probably have two hours and we don't finish it i want to i want i want you to get more of your message out so, folks, you're listening to Montgomery County Live, Southern Nathan Arizadi on Lone Star Community Radio. Our guest, Dale Inman. Don't go away. Eric Estes, wake up, and we'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes, and I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m., where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, Yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. (laughs) Right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. All right, folks, we are back. Oh, my gosh. Dell Inman can talk. He needs his own radio show. He needs to be my co-host when I'm sleeping late or I'm sick or something like I that. Know. I don't know. That might be a lot of trouble right there. <laughs> folks, and I'm just picking. He and I both, I'm just picking. He talks fast. He should be in upstate New York or, you know, city New York. Kind of, Chicago. Well, Chicago. It's the same difference, you know. Different pizza, but whatever. I was, to, better. I was about to say, you're going to start a, a war there over the pizza. <laughs> Be careful. Oh, Lord. Okay, so I just want you to know, full disclosure, Jake the engineer heard it. We told Dale to focus. Okay? (laughs) We told him to focus. Not that he's been unfocused, but the guy, I'm telling you, if you've never met him, you need to meet him. If you know him, you probably love him. If you don't love him, then you just haven't spent enough time with him. The guy has been everywhere, done just about everything. He's got a heart the size of Texas. He, he might be in the running for the next uh, most interesting man in the world sort of <laughs> there situation. You go. There you go. I hear that. Oh, I can see that. All right, so, Dale, here's what we want. I want to get quick on the community slash political side. Not that it necessarily has to be politics, but a lot of our conversation lately on different shows and around here is politics, national, state, city, county. Because people are just becoming butt faces on things like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and in person and behind people's backs. And so much of it is geared to the political rhetoric and choosing sides. But it's also out there in, you know, Little League baseball and football and businesses are, I see it with what I do, you know, um, there's enough business for everybody, whether you're selling widgets, selling event promotion, selling plumbing supplies, home remodeling. But people just love to talk bad about other people. What's going on? What You're so much in love with this community mm-hmm. and guiding people. Talk about that for just about two or three minutes. Sure. 
Well, I love Montgomery County. You know, we, my wife has talked about moving places. We've looked at different places. We've, there's places we love. But I think I really love Montgomery County because it's the people here. There's some of the best people you'll ever meet anywhere in the world here in Montgomery County. So I come from a perspective. I use this. I've heard this somewhere years ago. Two people can look at a rose bush, and one can be so thankful for the roses, and another person can do nothing but complain because it has thorns. <laughs> the exact same set of circumstances, the exact same thing they're looking at, two radically different perspectives. So I am more positive. I find uh, not not to the point of foolishness, but you know because there are thorns on rose bushes, but saying be thankful for what you have, and just be so so thankful for it, yeah. versus complaining about. Uh, again, I was talking to someone the other day, and they said uh, about how I was doing. I said, if God Himself came down and said, "What do I want different?" I'm not sure what I'd say. Maybe a little more hair, maybe a little thinner, maybe a little more I money in the some, bank. Mine might be white, but I got a yeah, lot. Of I know. It. I'm jealous of that hair. But uh, what they say is, rather turn gray than turn loose. <laughs> but uh, in any of it, but I said, I'm not sure I, if I wanted to live at any other time, be any other nation, be born at you know in the 19, whenever it was. I said, really, everything that I can think of is about perfect. So I don't know how we can go through when you live in one of the greatest nations in the world and one of the best states of the nation and then one of the best counties of that state. How in the world can we complain? You saw, I'm sure you saw a week or two ago, the 50,000 cities and bigger. Conroe was the number one fastest growing community in America. Well, if you are the fastest growing, that means pretty much everyone in America is wanting to move here. How we feel about America with the whole world wanting to come here. We should have that same focus on everyone in America wants to come to Montgomery County. How, how can you not be so thankful and so honored that right. the, the people that are in positions of authority, that the populace is elected in those positions, they're doing something right. What are they doing that has so many people wanting to come here? So that, that's part of it is, the, is just being thankful for what we have. And I wrote here in my notes, we were talking at the break about, I, I come from a perspective that everyone I talk to, even someone that has radically different beliefs, their ultimate goal is how do we make our community better? So, so I come from a perspective of there's people with different beliefs that are not the enemy. They're on the same side. Exactly. If you ask people, do you want our county to be better? Yes. Well, we can debate over how to, what better means. We can debate over how we get there. But they're, they're on the same side. Well, and, and I've got to throw that out there. This is one thing that I, I have thrown out so much and with such fervor, and I'm going to continue. What drives me crazy is just because I may not be for you or for your dude or dudette, or I may not be for what you're saying, it doesn't mean I'm against you. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people out there that that's what they want to play that game. Well, if you're not for me, you're against me. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm not maybe for you or your idea, but I'm definitely not going against you. We have different opinions. We have different ways of doing it. And again, it's been this way since the beginning of time, but it just seems like it's out of control. I mean, not just here, just everywhere. everywhere. I, I agree. Uh, there is in America, it seems to be some kind of spirit of rebellion against yeah. authority at all levels, right even down to the local dog catcher you're going to run for. I heard earlier in the exactly. show. I'm run running, man. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we see That's the only one where it doesn't matter if you have skeletons in your closet or not. Can you catch yourself as a dog catcher? Ah, dude, let me tell you what. <laughs> There's a song, dog catcher. Anyway. But, uh, but, but I, so I think, well, like you were saying that just cause you're for something doesn't mean you're against somebody. It's that in the marketplace of goods or ideas or candidates, you have said, this one appeals to me for whatever reason, right? This one appeals. If I'm wrong, you, it's your obligation to demonstrate to me why yours is better. Right. And I don't even say the right or wrong. It's I know what you a mean. list of candidates. They're all good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know this last election cycle we had, uh, I told a lot of people, man, there's some races here that. We are, again, so blessed to have so many good people running for the same office. So we don't have to get into this. Let's argue and debate. Say, your candidate puts forth a set of ideas. The candidate I like puts forth a set of ideas. That's their product they're offering our community willing to serve. So if yours is better, show me and demonstrate or logically draw, draw me into your camp. It doesn't mean we're enemies. We all want the same thing. We all want better. I know years ago... Senator Brandon Creighton, when he ran for State 16 back in 04, I, w I also ran for that same position. I remember vividly calling him, him calling me, hey, Thursday night, some teachers invited me over. Uh, I don't know if it's on your calendar. Hey, Brandon, I see I've got something on Friday night. I'm going to a church. Uh, one of the uh, pastors here invited me over. I don't think that's going to be on your calendar. Would you want to come along? And my thing was always, you put out your message, I'll put out my message. Let the voter decide. I, I, 
it, it is a bold, prideful statement to say, I know for a fact I'm the best person for this job in everyone in Montgomery County. It's, I'm going to put my ideas out there. I'm going to put my values out there. I'm going to let the voter decide, and I'm going to trust the voter's decision. One of my best friends, the one that I have more respect for than a lot of pe- than most people, is Senator Brandon Creighton. Me and him become great friends over the years. I look at races today where people become bitter enemies <laughs> through the same process, and I say, hold on, I went through that process and got a bunch of great friends. How are you going through this process and making enemies? So there's something there has changed from how can you run against someone? Our, our thing was always we're both running for the same office. We're not running against each other. It's not a competition between you and me. Well, unfortunately, I don't think, and again, this is not tied to anything specific. I don't think everybody that runs for office or in office is truly a servant's heart. I mean, let's let's be honest. They're not, and, 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 and I'm no specific place here. I'm just talking in, in general. general, but they're not. They are in it for their own personal gain, and those are the ones that do get offended, and those are the ones that do uh, allow others or allow the supporters or allow the loudmouths on both sides to talk without taking a stand. I mean, my personal opinion, and, and I'll touch this right now, you've got here locally, you've got some people over here, and you've got some people over there, and they're mudslinging, and they're vile, and they're vicious, and they're venomous, and it's both sides. And what I detest and I have a problem with, I have yet to hear any certain leadership of any type, business, elected, whatever, try to publicly denounce that and try to ask them to stop. I have heard somebody with an arrogant, smart aleck comment, well, it's constitutional freedom of speech, whatever, okay? Yeah, you can't stop them, but you could stand up to the ethics and integrity you supposedly have Mm -hmm. And if you think this person over here is a liar and a cheat and fake, then don't give them the time of day and don't even don't even acknowledge they're there. Mm-hmm. And then this side does the same thing and screams at them and, and, and tells truths or fakes or whatever. Don't give them the time of day. Focus on the beginning. And that's what I think we've lost, dude. I think we've lost leaders, elected, business, civic, that, that are afraid to stand up and be a David Mm-hmm. Because all the arrows are going to come shooting them. Pioneers always get the arrows, but we need pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have someone that stands up and says, at some point, anyone that's supporting me, I'm going to respectfully ask you to stop speaking negative against other people. And the problem is, just as you've mentioned about this group and this group, it, once you get into a he said, she said, <laughs> you are no longer talking about policy. <laughs> Don't now. even talk anymore. Yeah. Walk away. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it gets into personality. And uh, there's seven steps in solving problems. The first one is identify the problem. And when you let a personality become the problem, you will never solve civic, yeah. business, political issues when you're attacking personality. You have to logically attack policy that's bad. And I think that's what's going on uh, even even locally, unfortunately. Certainly we see it at the national level. Right. The oh. anti-Trump groups and all these different violent, you know, riotous groups that are out there. But that spirit seems to have come into America as well. Yeah. I, I mean, come into our local county as well. Yeah. And, and the problem is once you open that door, it's a Pandora's yeah. box. Yeah. yeah. So let's do this. We're going to take a short break. Thank you for talking about that. You are community-minded. You have tried to be that, David. I've seen you. I've heard you. We've talked. I've seen some of your posts. But like you said, sometimes it's not that you're afraid to be the David. You just, you're not going to get anywhere. Why? get more involved and stir things up because people then think you're making it about you. Mm-hmm. And and so then you've lost, you kind of lost your touch. I know I tried to do that with a topic here last year. It worked for the first couple of times I stood up. And then after that, I had to stop because it looked like it was about me. Mm-hmm. So thank you. We could talk a whole nother hour and we will. Let's get you back on and let's Love talk to. about that because you have a lot of insight. I think you could lead people. Um, but when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about what you do at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Absolutely. Love it. Folks, Nathan Arizona, we're kind of lifestyle on Lone Star Community Radio. We're going to take a quick break with Dale Lineman. We'll be right back.
Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Attention movie lovers, The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936 936- to take your first step into the radio world. We're back. We're back. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning back in. Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Erzati on Lone Star Community Radio. How do you hear it? Conroe's FM 104.5. 106.1, or you type in www.irlonestar.com, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube video coming out in a couple of days, YouTube channel, Montgomery County Lifestyle, everything we've ever talked about and done is on there. And next week, Sunlink, Channel 12. <sighs> that was a mouthful. Okay, Dale, we're rocking, dude. We need another hour. Um, we could talk, and well, because I know you, I know your involvement. We could talk a whole hour on what you do, criminal justice. We could talk a whole hour about your time. You know, folks, he spent two weeks with Hezbollah. He spent time in the Middle East. He's got friends in Jordan, Syria, Israel, as he's gone over there on mission trips. Yes, he's been close to gunfire. He's been close to having issues. Um, and he kept his faith, and he kept his positive. And so th- th- that's a whole hour we could talk about all that. You're involved politically, not that you are a consultant, a manager, this and that. You try to be a guide. You you want to get involved. You want people to get involved. That could be a whole hour. So now let's focus in on, there he goes, Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Wow, I tell you what, there's some extremely exciting information going on that a lot of people don't know. I guess I've been involved with this for about four or five years, maybe, something like that. And so to me, it's how do people not know? So I'm glad we have this outlet today to talk about this. Years ago, Dan Patrick, when he was a senator, and John Whitmire out of Houston, uh, they were on the criminal justice uh, department in Austin, you know, for the oversight. And uh, Dan called John and said, hey, uh, Senator Whitmire, we've got to do something in Texas prisons. How do we change Texas prisons? They got their heads together. They started thinking about stuff. They went over to Louisiana and Angola for a while, spent some time there. Dan always jokes about how me and Senator Whitmire spent a weekend or a couple nights in uh, Angola prison together. And uh, so they did stay there. They stayed on site and spent the night there. And they looked at some things they were doing, and they said, there's some things they're doing here that are good, you know, uh, uh, religion-based things. Let's come back to Texas and see what they've done, take the best, improve on it, mix it up a little bit, make it uh, Texas-specific. So they came back and started this program. Uh, The website, a guy named Grove Norwood, heartoftexasfoundation.org. Again, that's heartoftexasfoundation.org. He is the money guy, pulls money together, private monies, individuals giving, churches giving, local individuals, national individuals, and they get 100% private funding. And what they do is they've opened a, uh, with a, they've partnered with Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, Paige Patterson out of De- uh, Fort Worth, and they said, let's go ahead and put a program in. We get these guys and we give them uh, four-year degrees, fully paid, fully funded, and the beauty of this, not a single penny of it is taxpayer money, 100% private funded. It's under the rehab program and TDCJ now doesn't cost the state or the taxpayer a single dime. They take about 700 guys a year apply. 
to come in as a freshman down at the Darrington unit. Anyone that gets accepted, they get brought into Darrington. They have an entire wing of the prison that is a seminary. They have access to a library. Not They don't have online access, but they do have word processors, computers, books. It's a library. They have uh, the you know, traditional library with books. Uh, no, no online again. But uh, so they go in there, they get, uh, they get comp and ret, they get English, uh, logic, uh, math, finance, all the stuff you'd get in a four-year degree, but it's a bachelor's of science and biblical studies. They learn about who Jesus Christ is. They learn about the Bible. They have classes of uh, church discipline, church history, spiritual disciplines. They get all these classes. At the end of the four years, they get sent back out to prisons in Texas as on-site field ministers. There's actually a job, and a lot of people don't know this. If you're a prisoner in Texas at TDCJ, you're required to have a job. They made a brand-new line item in TDCJ that field minister is an official job. One success story I have, I'm not going to use his name, down at Darrington. He was with the Aryan Brotherhood, and uh, he came in one time, and he was talking to me, and we were praying together, and he said, you know, I've done some bad things, and, you know, I've got a life sentence, and I probably will never get out. His son was Aryan Brotherhood. His uh, son was killed, and he said, you know, my son's dead because of my actions. And he said, I know who I am. I know what I've done. I know the two people I've murdered. You know, I'm a double homicide. And he said uh, that God would find value in me and give his son, Jesus Christ, to die for somebody like me is amazing grace. And he started crying. And they, and they go through grief counseling, and they learn how some psychology classes and how to deal with grief. Well, he told me one time, he said there was a suicide over in Darrington, one of the other cells, there was a suicide. He said the warden came down and said, you know what, we need you. Can you come help these guys? But he said to have the warden come and say that I could be helpful to society, mm-hmm. that I could serve somehow with who I am. And he said, what I found out was nothing of who I am. It's everything of who Jesus Christ is in me. And so they take these guys, they bring them into Darrington, they give them the studies, they ship them back out. Uh, I've, I've seen a couple of them or uh, the other prisons I work with uh, talk to some guys. And they're, they're those field ministers there now. I do the finance math component of their uh, their senior year classes. And so right as they're about to go out, uh, you know, I get to talk to all of them. I get to meet them and we pray together and talk together and fellowship together and, of course, study together. So I'm really excited about that program, and I would encourage anyone, if you've thought about uh, how you want to help, one thing is log in, heartoftexasfoundation.org, make a one-time, make a recurring gift. That 100% of those monies goes right into the ministry. There's no tax dollars come out of that. There's no percentage. It's whatever. And the really exciting thing is the old uh, gymnasium they have there at Darrington, they're refurbishing that. It's going to be an entire seminary. It will be the largest seminary in the world in a maximum security prison right here in Rochere, Texas. Wow. Yeah, it's inc- absolutely. And now what's really exciting, we've gone to some other uh, functions, and they have a once-a-year fundraiser late in the year. N- next time it goes, you should go with me. Dan Patrick's there, Grove Norwood, all the guys. They bring some of the uh, guys in and talk. But uh, uh, well, they, the, we've had, I've heard some of the wardens that speak there, and they said, you know, I heard this field minister, didn't know what it was, didn't sure what was going on. They came in. I heard two or three wardens this last year say, Every minister that comes out, you send them to my place. He said, they showed up, and with a month, you walk in the halls, there's a difference. He said, it is, you can, it's palpable. You can feel that there's light in dark places. Jesus Christ is working in Texas prison. So if you want to be part of that, I would encourage the listeners, the viewers to log in, give, some, uh, give a one-time, or even if, you, if you're not able, keep them in your prayers. These guys need a lot of prayer. Right as they get shipped out, a lot of them have told me, you know, I've been here 10, 15, 20 years. I'm graduating. I'm going somewhere else. I'm nervous. You don't stop to think about their their routine yeah. is getting shipped upside yeah. down. A lot of them are getting sent far away from their families. They may not see them their families anymore on weekend visitations because of distance, and they're still willing to do that. So uh, keep that in your thoughts. We're out of time, as I knew we would be. I know. I told you, everybody. We just it people goes don't, so quick. Yeah, people don't don't understand. I didn't. It took me the longest time. And so I always have to walk that line. I want to guide you to speed you up, or I mean anybody, mm-hmm. or I want to slow you down or move you here and there. But this is not about me. It's always about my guest. It'll never be about me. I'm lucky I get to be the voice and face, but it's not. I just want to share with you. I've had a couple of texts. A couple of people just texted two different people, two different verbiages. But what they said was, thank you to you and me for being David's today. Um, I didn't really mean to be a David today. I guess I was. So then I'm. You're always a David. You were always a David. That's cool. And then my dad texted me. He's listening for the first time, Dal. You know my dad. Yeah, it's it's obviously because I'm here. Dude. He must have heard I was a guest. But he called me a dude. He texted (laughs) me and said, hey, dude. Not, hey, hey, son. Hey, dude. He's going to be 82 in September, not 83. 
He said, are you trying to get me old faster? So, Dad, I love you. Vitra, I love you. Happy birthday. Quit getting older, guys, okay? And just, I hope you're laughing. They, they used to call me Sean Hannity because when I lived in Florida, my hair was different. He was different. And they sent me a picture one time, side by side. I see it. I resembled him. I was younger looking, though. I was pretty. I was pretty. Momentarily pretty. But, um, what so, happened? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So, oh, my God, that's that's cool. My dad's listening for the first time. So, Dale, real quick, if people want to get a hold of you, get information, you got 30 seconds. How do they get a hold of you? Probably the best way right now is Facebook. I uh, was uh, working for an insurance company. I owned an insurance company for 20 years. I retired from that. Or they can contact Calvary Road. The best way, go on Facebook, Dale Lindman. As uh, long as you don't, you're not a crazy person. I accept all friend requests. Or uh, can we give out Dale77304 at yahoo.com. My email is my name, my zip code at yahoo.com. We'll also have that when I share the YouTube video. Folks, Dale, thanks for being here. We're going to get you Pleasure. back. we got a lot more to talk about. Being David's, Calvary Road Baptist Church, 50 caliber machine guns, etc. All right, folks, we got to go. Listen, thanks again. I needed you today. I feel better now than I did walking into the studio an hour ago. You've been listening to Montgomery County Last Time with Nathan Arizati on Lone Star Community Radio. It's community. Get involved in your community. Find a way, whether it's a sponsorship, whether it's a guest, your own show, whatever. But you know what I'm going to tell you now? Go out and make somebody's life better. Go out and have your life better because this is your county, your life. So live it with some good style. We'll see you. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.